0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Now, the top seven Aussie batsmen aged 25 years or under in the country at the moment. I've been asked to do a Kia top seven. Epic has arrived, the all-electric Kia EV9. Here is my top seven Australian batsmen currently aged 25 years or under. I'm I've looking gone forward through to this. this. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through the list and then you can hack it to pieces. Sure. I'm sure you will. Number one, <laughs> I'm doing it in order too. So that's a real power ranking situation. Oh, in
1: order. Okay. Really going out yep. on a limb. I like it.
0: Yep. Number one, Cameron Green, the obvious one. 24 years of age, 56 first class matches, 3,461 runs at an average of 46.77. And you can throw in the 70 wickets at 33.35. So that's first class. So that includes his test matches as well. So he's number one. Number two, I'm putting Jack Clayton from Queensland as wow. my second selection. 24 years of age, 19 first class matches, 935 runs at 32.24, 200s and 650s. So that's, that's not a great looking record. But what I love about Jack Clayton is his technique and his temperament. And when all of Queensland's Australian players are playing for Queensland, Jack Clayton still holds his place in the team. So that's how highly they think of him. And just to look at him, he looks the complete player. I really like him. So he's my number two. Number three, Nathan McSweeney, also from Queensland, but he's now playing for South Australia when he plays Sheffield Shield Cricket, plays for the Heat uh, in the BBL. 26 matches, 1,534 runs at 34 with 400s and 750s. Nathan McSweeney is also the captain of the Australia A-team in uh, the recent matches against New Zealand, so they feel he's got some leadership um, capacity as well. Uh, A very well-organised batsman, um, very big raps. He's only 24 years of age. His best cricket is still ahead of him. I've got a suspicion he might be next cab off the rank if a position was to become available, um, but he's number three on my power rankings. Number four, Aaron Hardy. Now, his numbers just speak for themselves. 30 matches, 1,595 runs at 43. Uh, he's done well in Sheffield Shield finals in the past. He does bat a bit lower than some of the other players we're mentioning here because he is an all-rounder as well. He's also, to add to his runs, he's got 62 wickets at 27.74. So he is a genuine all-rounder. I think he's more of a batsman than a bowler. Agree, agree. Um, but I do like Aaron Hardy. He hits the ball extremely hard, but he's got a very, very good technique. Hits the ball extremely straight. And I love the fact that he gets runs under pressure. So he is at number four. Number five. Now, this is, a, this is a difficult one for me, but I'm going to put Will Pukowski in at number five.
1: I thought you might.
0: Yeah. Now, he's he's obviously had his challenges, um, but he is only 25, 25 years of age. So he, clearly he's still got 10 years minimum left um, to play for Australia as he overcomes a lot of the challenges that he's recently had. Looking at his record, 34 matches, He's had uh, 2,197 runs at 43.94. His average was a lot higher than that if you take out what he's done for Victoria this year. He hasn't set the world on fire, but again, he's played in some pretty difficult conditions for batting. But the key is he's stringing some games together. And the fact that he's not doing particularly well personally, but he still wants to play the game, I think is a really big tick. And it does to me feel that he's in the best position mentally he has been for a long time. And I think the runs will come um, once they get back to play shield cricket in February. So I still think that uh, there, is a, uh, there is a big opportunity for Will Pukowski to play a lot of cricket for Australia. Number six is another Victorian. It's amazing I've only got two Victorians in my top seven. <laughs> Campbell Calloway, 21 years of age Campbell Calloway, uh, 16 matches for Victoria, 740 runs at an average of 27 with 450s. That average doesn't look great, but i tell you what, the amount of times he's got valuable runs for Victoria when it's been tough. Uh, is really noticeable, and we've also got to add to the fact that he got 100 against South Africa last year when Norky was playing, Rabada was playing, and he proved that he's got the ability um, to play against some of the best bowlers in the world. Uh, He's only 21, so all his best cricket is ahead of him, but everything about him I love, and I think he's going to play a lot of cricket for Australia. And number seven, rounding out my top seven in the power rankings is Ollie Davies. Now yes. Oli Davies has only played five matches and this is first class cricket. I'm not talking about BBL cricket here or white ball cricket. This is dead set red ball cricket. He defies convention with the way he goes about it, but already five matches, 427 runs at 53. He is a game breaker. He's in that Jake Fraser McGurk category but I think there's just a bit more with Ollie. I think I, I love the way that, yes, he's got this real positive intent, the way he goes about it. But I actually think he's also got the technique to back it up. He can back conventionally, as well as try and take the game away from the opposition. So I'm going to put him in at number seven from New South Wales, Oli Davies He's only just starting to now get his opportunity at Sheffield Shield level. So my top seven in order, Cameron Green, Jack Clayton, Nathan McSweeney, Aaron Hardy, Will Pakovsky. Campbell Calloway and Ollie Davies.
1: Okay. So Cam Green's the obvious one at number one. Without doubt, I think everyone in the world would have Cam Green there at number one under 25. We've got a couple of names here I'll throw at you and see if you potentially would have had or had them close to in that top seven. So you mentioned one, Jake, Fraser, McGurk. Not yet. Um, He got
0: his first century against Victoria. So that is his first first first-class century. Yeah. I, I look again, he's only 21 uh, and he's super exciting, but I'd still would like to see him do it on a more regular basis yet before we start thinking about of him being in that top echelon of young talent.
1: Very valid point. Uh, Jason Sanger. Jason Sanger has been around for a while.
0: Um, yep. He has got an incredible skill set, but for me, he gets out too often when he has got the game in control, you know, 25, 35, not out. He'll waft at one outside off stump and get out softly. Um, For someone that, again, has got so much talent, but he's still young, so he's still got time uh, on his side. I just feel that he hasn't quite locked that away yet, that ability to turn a really good start, someone that's looking really good, into a big, big score.
1: Yep. Uh, You mentioned you're going through the batters. Jack Edwards, is obviously does a bit of both. I like Jack Edwards. Um,
0: He is absolutely in that all-rounder category. Um, He, I think, has improved a lot, particularly his bowling this year, particularly in white ball cricket. In the Marsh Cup, he's going particularly well, and he's also done well with the batting Marsh Cup as well. Um, I think he's a bit injured at the moment too, which is hurting his bowling. But I think he's someone that could potentially go into that all-rounder category, your sort of your Will Sutherlands, your... Um, Aaron Hardys, those sorts of players. That um, There's a lot of them. There's a lot of all-rounders that can do both. I think I'm still not sure with Jack whether he's a better bowler or a better batsman. He's probably that 50-50, which there aren't too many of.
1: And you mentioned him. He was my last name. Was Will Sutherland, 23 years of age?
0: Yeah, so he just missed out. But again, we're going with the batters. So Will Sutherland, even though he's batting number six for Victoria, I think he's more a bowler than a batsman. I know he wants to be... A more probably more of a batsman than a bowler. But at this stage, looking at his figures, 37 matches, 115 wickets at 25, um, but then 948 runs at, at uh, an average of 19. So that's, to me, I see him more as that third seamer who bats eight rather than someone that can bat six and bowl handy overs. I think he's more a, a bowler than that can bat really well at times. Rather than someone that's yeah, your Jack Edwards or your Aaron Hardy, who's your Mitch Marsh, who's more your sort of your batting, batting all rounder.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. So it had to be guys that were 25 or under. So it ruled out your Henry Hunts, your Caleb Jules, who were 26. Matt so Mitchell's on the
0: 27. So yep. Would,
1: yep, So on your top seven, having a look at that, I, I love Mick Sweeney and Hardy. A little bit of bias, being from South Australia, with Mick Sweeney in the red back side, yep. the captain of Australia A. Um, I haven't seen as much of Clayton and that's why you've got him at two, but I was going through when you put the top seven up and having a look and going, which one of these guys, or is there any that could come in and open for yep. Australia? So, so yep. there's maybe there's only, I mean, Pekovsky the one that stands yep.
0: out. Yep. So the one that he was eighth on my list is a player from Tasmania called Tim Ward, who has played. Yep. New South Wales, oh, he, he came from New South Wales before coming down to Tasmania. Really started his career extremely well for Tassie and kind of dropped away a little bit. He's someone that's got incredible patience and temperament. He's f- trying to find that right balance between having the temperament but also trying to get his strike rate up a little bit to try and get it around that sort of 60, 65 rather than get, you know, be below 50. And as a result of trying to be a little bit more aggressive, it's caused his downfall a little bit. So, I think he's got a little bit of work to do but I think the the bones are there of a really good potential test opener into the future and again he's only uh 24 25 so he's got uh, also got time on his side and you know we think of Mike Hussey and playing 75 sure. test matches and just got you know put in the the cricket hall of fame he didn't play test cricket until he was 30 so I think we've got to really remember that when it, when we talk about all these guys is that um They've got time on their side and they shouldn't be thinking it has to be now when it could be in four or five years' time and they could still have a really good test career.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned Mike Hussey while we're on WA. The last one on to ask you about was Aaron Hardy. His form at the moment is sensational. He looks like he could play in all three formats for Australia. Your thoughts yeah, on Aaron Hardy?
0: Yeah, I do. And I, I just don't know where he fits in. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing with Cameron Green. Where do you fit him in? I mean, yeah. to me, Cameron Green is a number four. That's where he bats for WA. And we were talking to Chris Rogers uh, earlier about, well, if they want him to open, he's got to actually get some practice in opening the batting and potentially that's in shield cricket in that position. Uh, But Aaron Hardy, like, can you fit Aaron Hardy, Mitch Marsh and Cameron Green in the same team? We probably can't. You can't really have three all-rounders that are four, five, six. Or can you? Because Aaron Hardy's got a batting average. His first-class batting average outside of Cameron Green is... Is I mean he's he's got a first class batting average the same as Will Pukowski, Mm. so 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 maybe he can.
1: Yeah. So what you're saying though is Steve Smith's 34, maybe Cam Green or a Hardy or someone has to wait three more years until Steve decides to hang him up. I don't think Steve Smith will play much longer. Okay. I I really don't. I just if you look
0: at what he's done in the past recent history. Yep. Yep. I feel he's just starting to decline. Decline a little bit. And he's set the most incredibly high bar. But even yeah. what, what's left for Steve Smith from a motivation point of view, what else is he to prove? I, I just Although
1: he is very intrinsically motivated, yes, that's the only thing that will keep him going.
0: That is true. Anyway, that's my list. You've got to do it next time. But that's a great list. Thank you very much. Um, we're off to a break. Uh, plenty more to come on Sports Day on this Thursday night. You're with Adam White and Daniel Menzel.